we get to tell the students, I wish when I started as a sales professional that I knew A, B, C, D, and we get to, to talk to them about that, but not just tell them about the skills, have them practice skills, but give stories, the context of the stories that we get to tell, that we experience, and that, and that goes in, in failures and successes. Welcome to the Be Epic Podcast, brought to you by the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas. I'm your host, Brent Williams. Together, we'll explore the dynamic landscape of business and uncover the strategies, insights, and stories that drive business today. Well, today I have with me Judith Fols, who is department chair of the Department of Marketing in the Walton College, and I have John Ballantyne, who is the sales program director, also in the Department of Marketing. So, Judith, John, welcome. Thank you. We're very grateful to be here. So, much of a blessing to be here. Well, our topic today is going to be about sales, and sales is is sales experience is something that I feel like had a big impact on my professional journey. Um, I spent five or six years in a sales role, and I just think I have used those skills in every part of my career and probably maybe to some degree every part of my life. Um, And it's just made a big impact. And, you know, Judith, you've been with us now at the Walton College for about three full semesters uh, at this point. And as you came in to lead the marketing department, one of the things we decided to really focus on was sales. Um, So, you know, why was that so important to you? Well, really, at the end of the day, it's about students and the opportunities that students have in the marketplace. You know, I spent my first year listening and learning, and I listened to faculty, whether they were teaching one course or they were teaching a full load, if they had taught only one time or if they'd been here for 30 years to get their perspective and how I could help them. I talked to industry, and industry was really insightful, and then learned from students what they valued and recognized the potential opportunity for students here, not only in Northwest Arkansas, but really nationwide in terms of sales. So I feel like we have such an opportunity and really an obligation to help students be very successful. You know, John and I have talked about this a lot, and our goal is to create opportunities for students so that they can have satisfying lives and careers. And we are very passionate about training students so that they can execute well, and we look at our our backyard and just the nation and everything is a really about sales. You know, we listened to your podcast with Spencer Fraser from JV Hunt and that was very inspirational to us because it really echoes a lot of what we value. And we also look at it as the commercialization process. And I know John will probably want to talk about that, but that sales happens in at all levels of taking a product to market and this commercialization, but even deeper within each section. So again, student opportunities, we know that if you go and look at the labor market, the jobs are there and we want students to be connected with those opportunities. When we started thinking about this initiative, and John, I think uh, this is one thing you and I talked about really early, 
Um, and well, John is relatively new as an instructor to the Walton College, not new to the Walton College or the region in any way. Um, and been involved here for many, many years. You know, what what we found is there's some studies out there that show very, very few university graduates take a sales class or have a sales experience. We learned that the Walton College was better uh, than those averages, but still there was a lot of opportunity there. It's really fun to see uh, how, you know, we, we crunched some numbers on that. Thanks for reminding me about that study. We crunched some numbers and we know on average that uh, Walton uh, and University of Arkansas students on average have more opportunities to take a sales class. We have, the numbers are staggering. We had, I think in the last uh, school year, we had over 700 students take a sales class, which is phenomenal and bigger than a lot of other sales programs that we have in the country. Uh, it doesn't mean we don't have a lot of room to grow because we do, but, but we're excited about that. And I just, uh, when you and Judith presented the, your vision for what we can do here on the sales program, it was very inspiring to me and just very thankful I get to help be a part of making that happen, but I can't say enough about how um, the uh, experience that we have from an instructor uh, base that's teaching our students is <clears throat> everyone has experience, you know, in sales, and they know the value, just what you spoke of earlier, the value of the skills and the art and the science of selling are to the students, no matter what their job is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those skills do matter. You're right. No matter, you know, if, if you're directly selling, if you're not directly selling, you're indirectly selling. Uh, one of the, you know, you mentioned this, John, and I'll ask, pitch this to both of you and however you want to answer it. You know, you mentioned our, the, the instructors that we have teaching sales come from a real practical background. You know, one thing I love about the Walton College is this unique mix in our faculty uh, of, you know, uh, faculty members that have spent their careers in academia, you know, really going deep and developing expertise. And then, you know, we also have a significant part of our faculty that's coming from practice, you know, that has uh, amazing experience and they're bringing all that experience. And, and our student leaves, you know, at the end of their undergraduate career with a real mix of experience in that way. And I think that's really, really good. Um, but in this particular area, we've really chosen to go, um, at least right now with really experienced people, uh, in sales. What are, what are some of those dynamics that you see in the classroom when you're teaching sales? Like, what are you encountering with our students? That's a great fun question because when we think about, I mean, just, we have over 150 years of practical experience collectively in our group of instructors is teaching in the sales program, which I, I love to brag on because that's real live experience. And what it means in the classroom is it means we get to, to stand in front of the students and we get to say, hey, students, this is what we experienced in life and in our careers. And this is how we use the, the art and science and the skills that we're trying to train you. We get to tell the students, I wish when I started as a sales professional that I knew A, B, C, D, and we get to, to talk to them about that, but not just tell them about the skills, have them practice skills, but give stories, the context of the stories that we get to tell, that we experience. And that, and that goes in, in failures and successes. And I think when I share the failures I had or the, the choices that I made that didn't turn out the way I had hoped they might, 
in class. I know all of our instructors do this. Um, it's so impactful for the students because they can they can feel and have that they can empathize with those mistakes and they say, okay, I can learn from that and not have to make that same mistake. So I think getting to share the wins and the losses uh, with the students is so uh, impactful. How do you all in your program define sales? Uh, because you have to start there, right? And I actually think that's a really, really important part of the educational process. No question. No question. We we uh, talk about how prestigious an opportunity in sales is for a student. And we know based on the numbers that anywhere between probably 50 to 70% of long college graduates are going to have the opportunity to accept a prestigious job in sales. So really talking about the nobility of the profession. And that came out when you were talking with uh, Spencer so clearly. And I, I love the conversation you guys had. But sales is a profession of, of problem solving. It's a profession of value creation. And we create value for our own companies as sales professionals and for our clients as a company. I'm recapitulating what he said. Through the practice of solving problems. And students ask, why do you enjoy sales? I said, I enjoy sales because I like solving problems, I like fixing things. Yeah, because you like solving problems and you like working with people to do it, right? You know, and that's re- what I love about the sales process. And Judith, one thing I feel like you've done really well since you've been here is you've been, you one, you've been very strategic, first of all. Uh, and two, you've really been focused on how you get industry engaged. Um uh, and I assume sales is a an opportunity for industry engage. Absolutely. Um, you know, we want to build a program that is rigorous and relevant and offers resonance. And we really are seeking partners who want to lean in and help us with this process. So we have great sales competitions here on campus that have been traditions for years. And I'll be honest, I came in with one lens. And have had a couple of paradigm shifts since I've been here. Okay. Oh, tell, um, you've got to tell us about those. Okay. So when I was on my listening and learning journey, I really wanted to absorb every single thing that I was learning. Um, I talked to, as I told you, I talked to people from industry. And I had a, first of all, I went to the sales competition. And most universities that have sales programs, they will coach students. And then they will take them to these different competitions out of state. And they'll take maybe six to eight students for a few competitions a semester. When I went to our sales competition for the first time, I was completely blown away. When I saw the caliber of the judges who were there for the students, very other serving, and I saw the sheer number of students who competed, I said, we don't need to go anywhere. We have such an opportunity right here to train our students in sales and to witness the students running up to the professors after they went through their first round and seeking encouragement and strategies was just really wonderful to watch. And I am very proud of the fact that we've been very intentional on growing that sales competition. And we can speak to that a little bit. Um, I can share the numbers there in they're ingrained in my brain because I'm so happy. The first, uh, in fall of 2022, we had 45, excuse me, 56 students compete in the sales competition. In the spring, we had 98 the following spring. And in fall of 2023, we had 145. Wow. 
I like your growth rate. Yeah, we do too. We're very proud of it. And I'm so proud of this sales team that we have in place. Um, so that was my first paradigm shift. I said, we can serve a greater number of students. We can impact the lives of more people and we can serve our industry. And you could see that industry really is wanting to be a part of this. I mean, they're coming to the competitions. They're leaning in. They're encouraging students. It's amazing to, to really see that. And I know we'll probably talk about that again, the, the pride that we have in executing our, a sales competition with excellence. So you've got 700 plus students taking a sales class, mm -hmm. and then you've got 150 or so now in the fall of 2023, uh, going above and beyond that mm -hmm. in, in getting this deeper experience. Um, the sales competition is something I love as well. John, tell us a little bit about how it works. Okay, sure. It's a it's pretty simple. We have we invite uh, industry uh, to come in and sponsor a case. So they help. We work with the industry partner to uh, write a case for the, the students to present, and and they can the case can be uh, somewhat simple, but it basically you have. Some, a little bit of research you need to do about the product line or, or the company, what your product offering is. And then uh, we have a specific ask. So there's a close that the student's going to look for. And then uh, they schedule a follow-up. But the the organization we have in the morning, students compete. Um, and in the afternoon, we, we choose the top six students. And then in the afternoon, they compete in what we call the finals. So... That's the basic uh, situation. We ha we need about somewhere between thirty uh, to sixty judges, mm -hmm. you know, for a two day event. Okay. So, and our industry partners have really responded to show up for that. But <clears throat> the students present, and they have a rubric they go through, and basically we follow uh, the steps of the sales process, and there we ask them to follow those steps of the sales process to to close a deal and mm -hmm. and a ten minute fifteen minute presentation. You know, it's, it's a role play, so it's a little bit sure. contrived environment. But the idea is to practice mm -hmm. and get gain confidence and understand how this can flow. And then we, we really want to train the students. You have to uncover the needs of the client so you can tie the, your solution to their need and then understand what objections they may have and overcome those objections. So that's what we ask them to do in the role play. So um, I heard a story from one of you, and I don't remember which one. Actually, I heard it from maybe both um, from the fall competition <clears throat> about a group that actually really didn't have the confidence going in, but the competition made a major, major difference. Um, and so this is about learning, right? So this is about learning and, and role playing, but this is so much about confidence. I, yeah, one, of, one of you tell that story. Yeah, John, go ahead. The uh, Well, first of all, Almost every student are in this uh, in the fall of twenty twenty three. We did some team competitions, and, and the idea was to increase the number of students we can get through. They have that experience, but it's so fascinating to see how nervous and concerned the students are, and they do a lot of work. I mean, they put a lot of work into getting ready for this and do a good job. And we mentor our coach, but uh, there's a lot of uh, maybe fear is not the right word, but concern going into the competition. Uh, but once they make that first presentation and they walk out, it is so much joy for me to see the faces of the students light up and have that confidence. And almost in every case, they say, I gained so much confidence from doing this. And uh, <clears throat> in the fall of competition, 
uh, we there was a team of students that presented, um, and <clears throat> they weren't really expecting to do well, but they did exceptionally well, and they were chosen to go to the finals. And I can distinctly remember uh, their professor was standing next to me, uh, Mr. Fairman, and the, the team came up to us, and they looked at us with this um, great concern. <laughs> we can't we can't do it we can't go to the finals we're so nervous we just we're not ready and we, trey and i looked at each other and said you're ready you got this far you can do it and they they did it and guess what got second place in the entire competition mm-hmm. so fun and you know um the students the students had come to and participate they get job offers. This, the industry people are there because they want to hire great students, and there uh, there will be jobs that come out of out of participation. Yes, some of the judges were coming out to us, asking us about some of the students. How do you pronounce that student's name? Uh, we want to go talk to that student, and it was really exciting to see how much the judges were leaning in and you know getting involved and, and recognizing the talent. I want to I want to go back to that moment for that student or student this group of students, and likely life changing, you know potentially at least. Uh, and those are the moments here in an educational process that really really matter. Um, and you know I assume that not only in the sales competition but throughout your classes that's they're, they're very experiential. I assume you see many of those kinds of moments. We we do. We see them all throughout the semester. And what we see is, you know, our sales instructors, they start the semester being perceived by the students as teachers or instructors. Well, by the end of the semester, they're seen as mentors or coaches. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that shift that happens mm-hmm. because it's true. It's, it's And if we're interested in, 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 in all this... It, the care that that this group of instructors and all of the Walden College uh, professors really, but we care so much about the life and career of the student and their success. But seeing that manifest itself in the coaching opportunities that we have just to help the students get ready for a sales competition or, or the career fair or a job interview or their first role is is where I see that manifestation of that care and that, uh, that mentorship. So it's fun to watch that, but but to your point about the confidence building and the life changing, uh, I had a student after one class, and it was it was life changing for me to hear this. But the student said, uh, "Mr. Mountain, the the skills that you're teaching us, what you're teaching us to do, and how to work, and how to relate to people, and how to uncover people's needs, is going to change the way I do my work." my other classes that I take, it's going to even change the way I talk to my mom. I loved it when he shared that story with me. And so, and that's kind of the life-changing part of that. But you take it to the next level when you go to the sales competition, you get in, in this team of students that we talked about, they got to present twice in the same day to a different set of, of judges. And again, that confidence and that, that um, confirmation and affirmation of, Hey, you can do this is really so valuable. Uh, but the gold, the gold nuggets in what we do in the sales competition is the feedback that the judges give the students after they present, mm-hmm. both in the morning 
and in the afternoon, mm-hmm. they get a chance to give feedback. And I got to share with the finalist uh, <clears throat> in the fall. I said, guys, you, you teams, you people, you students, um, we get to we get to nitpick you on some things because you did so well. You did so well. You went above and beyond, and you presented a very uh, classy and very well organized uh, case <clears throat> and presentation. That we get to critique you on some things that a lot of people don't get a chance to critique you on. So you're getting to the next level of learning here, and that's where the gold is. And mm-hmm. that. I love that feedback process coming both from from our faculty and from industry back to the students. Um, you mentioned several industry members have engaged. I think you said you need, you need lots of judges. First of all, I'm sure that's one way. Uh, I'm sure they're engaging in classes. Who are some of the, some of the partners that's really come alongside you all? Well, in our sales competition, we've had case sponsors like General Mills and Kimberly Clark. We've also had Tyson and Centos. This, um, in the last fall competition, we had Fastenal as well as Santa Fe, and the brands that were part of that competition were Asper Cream and Icy Hot. And we've got great judges. They're coming from all CPG and non-CPG companies. So we've got Hershey's. Uh, we had a Hershey's person uh, participated both days, I think full days both days, and was very, very involved. And we could probably talk about how we streamed the finals for the first time this year, thanks to the competition. But we've got industry partners that, you know, John's been doing a great job reaching out to new partners and who are very interested in the opportunity to be case sponsors. So we have a great retail advisory board. Obviously, you know about that board since that's been something that you have um, been able to continue Um, for the Walton College. A great group of people. Uh, Many of the brands I mentioned are on that board. Obviously, Walmart, uh, very, very involved in what we do. But we're we're actually having other companies that are reaching out and talking with us about, hey, how can we be more involved? And it's those partnerships that are going to allow the students to excel. You know, we really want to have these student engagement opportunities. You know, you and I have talked about that we want the companies to to come and lean in and serve as judges, but really work alongside the students, allow them to shadow them, create internship opportunities for them. We want to host networking events with them. We want to help our industry clients, our, our partners. So there's a great opportunity for them to be more involved if they've been involved or become involved. I like this is something that um, was very evident to me um, as we grow the competition, as we get more industry uh, clients involved and we get more students involved, um, we had this was somewhat of a revelation to me as we think about the commercialization of sales. I, I mm-hmm. visualize it as a pyramid. And the pinnacle of the pyramid is that when we deliver products to retail and we have a team of salespeople that work with the retailers to, um, to do all the things that they do that are very special to get the products uh, into retail. But behind that, and we want to train the entire sales force that's behind and underneath lifting up that pinnacle of getting the products to the retailer. And you can break that all the way back down to the farm 
right? To if it's a food product, okay. The farmers need tractors. Somebody's got to sell them the tractor. They need agricultural chemicals. We got to sell them that. We need seed. We got to sell them that. We got transportation. People have to move that product to the silos, and um, the finance people have to help with financing the tractor. So we have this commercialization of sales pyramid that I like to think of, and it was so evident to me in this uh, last fall that we're that our our client base is expanding to where we're filling more of that commercialization of sales pyramid up because we've got packaging companies international paper joined us for the first time and brought two sales professionals and their hr person that's building rebuilding their entire sales training program and they engage with us and engage with the students and it was so fun mm-hmm. to see uh their uh engagement with that we had transportation companies um you know uh, that are coming and, and giving great feedback we have um um uh, fasten all with uh, their support that they give to the complete supply chain for running manufacturing operations that are required to uh, to win this. Uh, Consolidated Electric Distributors has been a very uh, good supporter of us, and they provide all the electrical equipment and packaging line integration and all these things to companies. So seeing this, seeing this flesh out in this, uh, I, I visualize it as a as a pyramidal um, support for the pinnacle of getting our products to retail. So it's fun to see that coming to fruition. And as, as that happens, our geography is expanding too. We had people fly in from Ohio to be a part of the sales. In Memphis, drive over from Memphis. Yeah. And the one thing that we really loved when we think about this commercialization, because John presented it to me and I said, we've got to talk about this at the retail advisory board meeting, because it really just shows that sales really occurs throughout the process. Like John said, it starts at the farm with the seed, and it ends up as a maybe a cereal box that's on the shelf at Walmart. But what we loved about Spencer' conversation was that you have sales within the organization. You mentioned earlier that you have external sales and you have internal sales, and I think a lot of people recognize that you're probably going to be selling your ideas internally more than you're selling them externally. And you're going through the exact same process, you know, really understanding what the need is within your organization, because eventually you're other serving, you're focusing on your clients. But we loved how Spencer talked about, you know, uncovering the needs, providing value, as John mentioned, but he also talked about the operations team and the engineering team. And he said the operations team's I mean, that's really the closing team because the fact that they're able to gain the trust of the client because they're showing how they can actually execute. So it starts with maybe the salesperson or the frontline person who's working with a client and understanding what the needs are and then going back to different teams and identifying potential solutions and then presenting them. But it's the entire company that's really selling and delivering. So when we talked about the commercialization process, we're, we kind of took a step back and said, wow, now that we've listened to Spencer, it's even deeper than we envisioned it as being in terms of opportunities for students in sales. And so you need to look at the different industries that have opportunities for students. You've got the financial industry, you've got CPG, you have industrial sales, you have consultative selling, And then we also have opportunities to help engineering students and other students really at the University of Arkansas 
within the Walton College and outside the Walton College really gain these transferable skills and be successful in the marketplace. And this just makes us so excited to think about the impact that we can have. And that goes back to that paradigm shift that I had, you know, where we can serve more students and impact their lives, you know, give them the confidence to be successful because of the competitions. And we're actually expanding um, our competition from a two-day competition to a three-day competition. And we're identifying different ways that we can continue to elevate the competition and the program. So for the first time in the fall of 2023, we had team selling because we recognized that there would be, a that really mimics what happens in the marketplace. You walk in and you have a team of people, Spencer's podcast once again, talking about teams. And so we thought this is a great opportunity for students to work as teams and in their role playing. And it was allowed us to touch more students, but also allow them to gain greater skill sets that are more transferable. A couple of things strike me from all of that. One is like this, this program, in terms of industry engagement, there's an opportunity maybe for any company uh, to engage in this. It doesn't, doesn't matter what you're producing, what your what your service is, how you're engaged in in the value chain, um, you can engage whether you're big or small. Absolutely. Actually, we 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 believe that our purpose is to be other serving, and we would love the opportunity to work alongside companies that really want to hire students who can uncover the needs of their clients and help them excel in the marketplace and, and build teams. Absolutely. The one I just have been listening to you talk, Judith, and, and connecting the, one of the questions that Brent asked about what is it we teach our students when it comes to the art science of selling. And uh, here you, you reminded me about this uh, when you referenced the operations people making the clothes and building that trust. Mm-hmm. And we teach, we talk about this every day in class that sales professionals operate with, under the highest level of integrity and build trust with their clients. If you don't have that trust that you build with the client, you don't have an opportunity to engage that client, understand what their needs are. Mm-hmm. And I had a, um, we were so blessed to have so many great people that are able to come and, and deliver, help deliver content in our sales class. And one of, um, one of the sales development, um, managers at uh, our directors of sales development at Simmons Foods comes and talks to my class uh, every semester. I have him come talk toward the end of the class. And he walked in and he said, okay, students, I want you to tell me the most, the number one thing that a sales professional needs to develop in order to be successful. And several students answered questions that were all very close to accurate. But finally, the one student said, trust. And he says, absolutely. If you you have to start there. And I think that's, and when you ask sourcing professionals, what's the most important thing about a sales professional? Trust and integrity. Such a great point. And such a, um, 
it's so critical, right, that, that we're teaching our undergraduate students that is the core uh, because it's going to set them up for success going forward. So I guess a takeaway for me, uh, if I'm a company that wants to engage in the sales program, there's probably a place for me. Uh, so reach out to John Ballantyne uh, if you're listening and want to engage. You know, the other key takeaway for me is that there's really an opportunity for the Walton College through this program, because it doesn't matter if you're a marketing major, you know, or if you are a civil engineer, or if you're in poultry science, you know, and anywhere in between, probably a sales experience could help you. So we, you know, we have an introduction to sales class, we have an advanced sales class, we're developing and implementing sales applications. We also have sales analytics in the program. So, you know, it sounds like to me you're starting with really foundational uh, concepts of you're solving students, you're solving problems with sales. You've got to start with trust and integrity. But in the program, we're, we're going all the way to like, how are you applying technology to sales? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really proud of the team that we have in place, our sales team. Um, and that we're able to offer, you know, these four different courses will be in our fourth, like John said, in spring of 2024, because, you know, for sales analytics, we're using insights to, to guide a lot of these decisions. And we really need that in today's age where all of the decisions are based on, on data. And we anticipate even more growth in terms of digital. I really loved how I keep going back to Spencer, but I loved how he talked about the fact that then that, that relationships are always going to be key in sales, but the digital world is changing the way that we actually deliver content and conversations on some occasions uh, with the clients, helping us shape the content so that the students who go through that course are getting cutting edge opportunities to excel when they hit the, the, their first sales job. Well, Judith and John, um, I am so proud of both of you and all of the team that you've put together and what you're doing. Um, I think, you know, just a few, I don't know, it feels like a few short months ago that we really started pursuing this vision uh, in a in a strong way and the progress made is tremendous. Uh, the, the growth in the program and the number of students engaging has well exceeded my expectations. I can't wait to see what you all do in the future. Uh, thank you for spending time with me today. Thank you for the opportunity. We're very excited for the future. It'll build out your vision. Bria, this is a uh... It is a lot of fun. Thank you. On behalf of the Walton College, thank you for joining us for this captivating conversation. To stay connected and never miss an episode, simply search for Be Epic on your preferred podcast service.